Thanks, Yang. Hey, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. The NBA has given Drake the call. Bring, bring. The league has spoke to Drake about his uh, antics on the sideline. Uh, this according to ESPN's uh, Michelle Steele. This isn't the first time the Raptors' global ambassador has been in hot water with the league. The NBA warned Drake during uh, last year's playoffs after he got into a heated post-game exchange with then-Cleveland Cavaliers center Kendrick Perkins. The Greek Freaks reps called his antics disrespectful, and Bucks coach Mike Budenholzer says there's no place in the game for Drake shenanigans. Anyway, let's talk about Game 1 Thursday night at Toronto Scotiabank Arena. We mentioned Boogie Cousins, still a game-time decision. We know KD is out. The Raptors still one-point favorites in the opener total. It's the same, 213.5, tip-off 930, series price Golden State minus 300. Raptors plus 240. Game two of the Stanley Cup final going down in Boston tonight. This line brewing 65 cents. I'm seeing 70 cents on a few books as well. Total five and a half in this hockey game. Bruins up one to nothing in the Stanley Cup final. They'll be without Robert Thomas and defenseman Vince Dunn tonight. Baseball scoreboard. Yankees getting it done today. Seven nothing. The final. Voigt, LeMahieu, Urshela, and Torres all going deep for the Bronx Bombers. Paxton, four shutout innings, seven Ks. Game stays under. Cincy and Pittsburgh. They were in a rain delay right now, but uh, that game is now a final. Pittsburgh beating Cincinnati 7-2, and Josh Bell went deep. Home run number 18. This guy is on fire for the Pirates. 7-2 the final. Let's take a look at other scores right now. We got the Angels up 3-1 on Oakland in the top of 7, and the Mariners in Texas. Hope you got the over. 7-5 Seattle in the top of the 7th. We got other games coming up today a little bit later, but first, We'll get to the news in the MLB. And Houston Astros, uh, big news today as the team announced Carlos, Carlos Correa will be placed on the injured list. He could miss up to six weeks' time with a fractured rib. Astros GM Jeff Lono says Correa's injury happened yesterday at his home, but deferred to the shortstop to divulge any more info, according to the MLB Network. Not sure exactly how he hurt his rib. Correa in the midst of a very, very good season, hitting 295, 11 dingers, 35 RBIs for the Astros. They have depth, but now him and George Springer along with Colin McHugh, big stars out for Houston. The team has recalled Miles Straw from AAA Round Rock with all the injuries. Chelsea overwhelming Arsenal in the second half, four goals. The Blues win the Europa League title with a 4-3 win over Arsenal in the All-England final. Eden Hazard scored twice, but the 28-year-old hinted at the end of the game he will probably be off to Real Madrid. Gerald McCoy now visiting the Carolina Panthers. He met with the Baltimore Ravens today, leaving without a deal. The Las Vegas security guard who was shoved into a metal gate by Ezekiel Elliott wants a genuine apology from the Dallas Cowboys running back. Uh, Kevin Johnson didn't press any charges against the Cowboys running back, but the NFL is reportedly expected to review the incident to determine if the Cowboys star should be disciplined under the personal conduct policy he led the NFL in rushing last year. The Jets have put in a request to interview New Orleans Saints director of pro scouting Terry Fontenot for their new GM job. This according to the NFL Network and Peyton Manning just adding today that the Jets did not call him regarding the position. Anthony Davis set the meet with the New Orleans Pelicans Vice President David Griffin today. Griffin says he's going to do his best to convince AD to stay with the Pelicans. Davis requesting a trade in February, and his stance reportedly remains unchanged despite New Orleans winning the draft lottery and therefore likely to select Duke star Zion Williamson at the 20th, June 20th NBA draft. The 26-year-old AD entering the final year of his deal. Rest of the MLB board, seven minutes away. We got Cleveland and Boston. Red Sox, a buck 15. Favorites, total nine. Bieber versus Weber. Two more at 7.05. Detroit and Baltimore. Orioles, 25-cent favorites, 10. Carpenter versus Means. St. Louis is at Philly. The Phil's minus 180. Total 10. Cabrera and Nola. Two more at 7.10. We got Toronto and Tampa Bay. Rays minus 255. Seven and a half. 
Thornton and Snell. San Francisco minus 115 at Miami. Bumgarner and Lopez total 7. 720. We got Braves minus 175, 10 and a half. Sanchez and Gossman, a pair at 810. AC and the White Sox. Chicago, 15 cent favorites. Total nine. Sparkman and Lopez. Cubs in Houston. This game's a pick 'em. Hendricks versus Miley. Your total is nine. 840. Arizona laying 15 cents at Colorado. Ray and Hoffman over under 11. And at 10 10 p.m., we got the Mets and Dodgers. Good pitchup matchup in this one. Syndergaard versus Bueller. Dodgers minus 180. Total seven and a half. Wrench open, Roger Federer and Nadell through women's side. Kiki Bertans out. She had to withdraw the illness. She is the four seed on the women's side. Five games in the MLS tonight and WNBA Seattle and Minnesota. The Lynx minus 4, 152. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. It's the betting DFS hour. I got some golf picks for you too. Big baseball board, so stick around. We got a hockey playoff game tonight. The Raptors tomorrow night. Red Heat and Rage, hour three, coming up next. All you have to decide Time decisions. Game time decisions continue at East Place Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, shout out to our boy uh, Craig Martin who fired off some uh, some golf picks that we'll go over. We'll, uh, we'll let Cam uh, grade his uh, his picks. We'll get Cam's uh, picks. Uh, yep. For the memorial, it's Wednesday. We'll get into some DFS uh, as well. Uh, we'll play some DFS tomorrow on uh, on the NBA Finals Game One uh, tomorrow night. We got Game Two of the Stanley Cup uh, this evening. We've got Major League uh, Baseball, and I would say I don't know about about the uh, I don't know about uh, about the Yankees. Last night, Cam was crazy, man. It was like a um, it was like. Uh, lightning out last night like you know thunder lightning rain it was it was just absolutely positively insane and they played the Yankees game <laughs> like like I don't know if New York's that big and the Bronx is like that different but like they stopped yeah. college football games nowadays oh there's lightning in the era well there was sure. lightning in the air last night it was lightning all freaking night last night oh, it was pounding uh, I know that I've been noticing it too, Gabe. Great point you bring up. There was a couple games last night where the rain was like teeming down, and they just they just kept on going. Very interesting. But uh, yeah, you talk about the doom and gloom. Uh, living in New York, lots of rain. Same thing here. It's just been weird. The weather. It's just always like it got hot for a bit. Now it's just gloomy and cloudy, and about the rain here as well. It feels like it's raining every day. Oh yeah, it's ultra dark here, as you can see. Yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, it's you crazy. look like you're in a a cave, Marenzi. I'm just waiting for like one of Bin Laden's. Uh, snipers to come by well <laughs> go, back to, go back to Gabe shot it's like dark like dark, a sniper <laughs> yeah it dark. is it's it's like Gabe Gabe you're in I'm the like dark. A, I look, I'm like an army guy yeah. here I'm like yeah this yeah he's over See, here where, where, where? See, yeah I'm behind the wall yeah, get in the bunker yeah I don't know exactly. what's going on the best is the best is my there's a couple potential here the post in yeah. the dark you know? <laughs> there's a couple other like splits in your screen too it's like where they just missed you with the bullet ding 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 I've got a lot of light, bright lights around me here too, but you know what it is because yeah. we have a tint on the window. Nice. There's a tint on the window to keep the sun out, but if that would have been good if like <laughs> if it, was it was ever sunny. It's never sunny. <laughs> exactly. Like it's sunny like once a week, and I deal with this dark thing. And then Cardano's like, "Listen, uh, change the shot, change the shot." Yeah, and I'm like, "Dude, I like the dark shot. It's not yeah. that easy to move a table, a camera, and all these lights and put a backdrop up like during a commercial break, Mike." 
you bring up excellent points. Yeah, there's barely enough time to take a leak. I'm with you, man. A lot but, of moving and shaking. Well, I don't know what it's going to look like. So now it's to the point, though, because whatever, man. I keep thinking, nah, it can't be dark like this all the time. It is. It just is. So I've I got to set up an alternative shot and judge the weather earlier in the day and go with, like, Studio One or Studio Two look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good point. Uh, I'm Good point. To, I'm going to have to get in. But to be honest, we're going to have some changes coming up soon. We're going to be at the studio sure. more. We're going to be at the fan sports book. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We spoke with one of the best play-by-play guys in the business. Some uh, interesting stuff about Kenny Albert that I never knew until today. But that's the interesting thing about interviews. You ask questions right. and listen. You learn. Uh, Kenny Albert doing game two tonight. We talked Stanley Cup with Kenny Albert. Then me and Cam get into the golf picks and everything else. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Chuck Swirsky is going to join us in about an hour, actually. Chuck Swirsky, 1140, former uh, Raptor play-by-play voice, now the uh, voice of the Chicago Bulls. We're all about play-by-play voices today. And uh, one of my favorites, uh, actually, I was talking about, uh, I was telling you guys this, I was really enjoying Kenny's uh, work earlier in the playoffs, the subtlety of uh, of his hockey um, hockey broadcast is, is great. Kenny Albert joins us. He's at a press conference right now, actually, waiting for Coach Cassidy, so we'll be quick. With Kenny Albert doing the games for Westwood One Radio, Stanley Cup Final. Kenny, welcome to the program. Thank you uh, so much for joining us this morning. How you doing this morning? I'm great, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, good stuff. So, um, first things first, let me just throw out here. I did not know this about you, uh, but uh, Jim Robson, one, one of your favorite guys, um, as an American kid, so you grew up, you know, liking the Canadian hockey broadcast. How did how did you discover the play by play voice of the Vancouver Canucks? Well, for some strange reason, growing up on Long Island in New York, I was a Canucks fan since a young age. I was about five years old when I started rooting for the Canucks. That was in the mid seventies, around seventy four, seventy five, and uh, obviously back then you couldn't really get the broadcast from other cities, but. Um, started writing letters to Jim, believe it or not. And whenever they played the Rangers or the Islanders, I would go to the game and go up and visit. So um, it was always great to see him. And um, I was cheering for the Canucks uh, you know, pretty hard back in those days. So you you were on, I uh, remember, Richard Brodeur, King Brodeur against the Islanders and stuff, right? I, I was crushed in 82. I was, I was 14. You had to be like the only kid in the tri-state area, Kenny, pulling for the Canucks, man. <laughs> Well, I was living on Long Island, so all my friends were Islander fans. And I'm in, you know, junior high school, middle school at the time. And the Islanders, you know, those great Islander teams were in the midst of their four Stanley Cups. And number three was in 82. And I was at that first game, and, and I could still picture Harold Snaps throwing the puck up the middle. Mike Bossy intercepts it and scores the goal to win the game for the Islanders, just crushing to a 14-year-old Canucks fan living in New York. I think speaking of crushing, I think people and uh, I think people are going to be talking about the crushing hit that Tory Krug uh, laid out uh, in Game One. I don't know, like basically, if you can 
if you want to take like a 15 second sequence and tell people what playoff hockey is about, I guess you can show them that clip. Couldn't you, Kenny? Right. And I think the fact that his helmet came off or was helped off by Perron, you know, added added to it uh, when you look back at the video and, and, and the pictures and thinking back to watching it, you know, in real time, um, you know, that certainly added to the, to the drama, uh, the fact that his helmet was off. And I saw somebody tweeted photo out yesterday, uh, a collage of the Bobby Orr goal in 1970, oh, yeah. you know, leaping through the air and then Tory <laughs> Krug, you know, in a similar position uh, after laying the hit on Robert Thomas, but it absolutely was one of those, moments in game one that you think back to, um, you know, as far as what it did for the crowd and for the Bruins bench at the time. It's funny, Kenny. I, I keep hearing this narrative today about how dominant the, the Bruins are and that how this is now a mismatch, but I think that's very dangerous. It was still 3-2 before the empty netter. Are these teams a lot closer than the narrative is uh, is playing out right now? Yeah, I think so, and, and you know, I think we always find that in the playoffs after after a game one of a series, if one team, you know, seems to dominate for extended periods, as the Bruins did over the second and third. You know, just think back to the Blues last series against San Jose. The Sharks win the opener six three, and you know, people are talking about a sweep or a five game win for the Sharks, and and we all know how that one turned out. But you know, I think there are so many different ways to look at it. Um, the Bruins did seem to dominate the second and third periods, but if you're the Blues, you were still tied with 15 minutes left. So, um, you know, I'm sure that's part of Craig Ruby's message. Uh, the Blues came out early and seemed to do what they wanted to do in the first period, wind up taking a 2 nothing lead early in the second. I thought the Clifton goal was huge. You know, a minute 16 after Tarasenko gave St. Louis a 2 nothing lead. Um, you know, obviously the McAvoy goal was big to tie it, and then the go-ahead goal scored by Corrali, but um, if if Clifton doesn't score that goal uh, right after the two nothing St. Louis goal early in the period, um, who knows? You know the Blues could have continued with some of the momentum, and uh, maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently. Oh, we're in conversation with Kenny Albert. So Kenny, you're waiting for Coach Cassidy and um, and his presser here. No one ever really talks about him. Uh, I mean, if you talk about like brand name, household name, NHL coaches, he is not one of them. But I guess he's a perfect coach for a team that really doesn't have household name superstars on their team, per se. I mean, Patrice Bergeron is a star player, and he has been for a long time. Great player. Brad Marchand, obviously, uh, is developed in, into to the, the just the dynamic force uh, that he is. But, I mean, this is, the, for the most part, this is a team comprised of role players for the most part. Well, I think there's a mixture. I think Tom's certainly a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think Bergeron's a Hall of Famer. Um, Marshawn, you know, could be on his way there. We'll see. He had a 100-point season. Oh, Knox, a 40-goal scorer. <laughs> he probably will be, so, right? Yeah, so, but then you're right. They do have a lot of role players. Their, their fourth line does a great job with Corrali, Achari, and Nordstrom, and throwing Wagner. He's hurt now. Um, you know, a guy like Marcus Johansson acquired at the trade deadline. He was terrific, I thought, in game one, and they have a young group, you know, aside from Chara, a, a young group of defensemen who have, who have played terrific hockey as well. But you're right about Cassidy. You know, not a lot of people talk about him around the league as far as, you know, the, the upper echelon coaches, but I think they certainly will, um, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, things didn't go so great in his first stint as head coach in Washington. He was young. He admits that um, he learned a lot from that experience. And it's only his second full season with the Bruins. Took over. You know, the prior year for Claude Julian, uh, I think in February, and 
That was two seasons ago, and uh, they lost to Tampa last year in the second round, and here they are three wins away from the Stanley Cup. And when you listen to his players, you know, not only the guys here in Boston, but the players who were with him in Providence uh, when he was the minor league coach, they all speak so highly of him and uh, his systems and and what he brings behind the, the bench and um, you know, I think, again, moving forward, he'll certainly be looked at as one of the top coaches in the league. And we'll get you out with this here. Um, as you know, you brought it up as far as the St. Louis Blues. Kenny, I mean, if there's a team that's shown resiliency throughout this postseason, it has been the St. Louis Blues. Let's go back to the very, very controversial goal and, and how the Blues handled it after the fact. And Barube said, listen, we need to handle our business and move forward. And they did. I don't want to make too much of this either. I, th- I still think we have a long series here. I'm going advantage Boston still. It's hard to bet against a team that's won eight games in a row. But I still think we have uh, we have a lot of hockey left to be played, Kenny. Would you agree with this? I, I think so, too, and I absolutely agree with your point about Baruby. I thought the turning point of the Sharks series was his speech to his team after game three, after the hand-pass goal, where he said, uh, don't look back, don't complain about it, don't answer questions about it, we don't want to look like sore losers, look ahead, game four, and that's exactly what they did, winning my last three games, outscoring San Jose 12-2. So, um, you know, you could look at it both ways, but uh, from a Blues standpoint, they have been resilient. They were down 3-2 to Dallas in round two. They had to win a game six on the road, and they won a game seven at home in double overtime, down 2-1 to San Jose following the hand-pass goal. And uh, they've only lost back-to-back games twice in these playoffs. And Jordan Bennington, including the regular season, has gone 11-2 and after a loss. So they've certainly shown that resiliency uh, throughout these Stanley Cup playoffs. Pretty good, Kenny. I'm uh, going ahead and placing that bet on the Blues right now. So I uh, just uh, want you to go to bed knowing that, man. Thank you very much with that number. <laughs> uh, well, it should, should be fun. should be exciting. And I uh, can't wait for the puck drop tonight. should be a lot of fun. Kenny, uh, Kenny Albert, Westwood One Radio, tonight, game two with the call. Thank you for joining us, Kenny. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. You got it. Is that Ken, Kenny Albert uh, with us? Good stuff uh, with Kenny Albert. He's got to do. Uh, he's got to do the presser. I think he had his timer going on in the background there, Joe. I gotta go. Yeah, well, he, he. I just hit send, so he talked me into oh, it. Eleven did, and yeah, two yeah. after a loss. Well, you heard the eleven the and two off a loss. Eleven and two. That was it. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, who yeah. would have thought, though? Who would think? Interesting. No, I like. I never knew that about him. Like, uh, like when we interview people, I like to get into some more than just the game. That's so your father is one of the most famous play-by-play guys ever. And you're growing up on Long Island, yet your favorite broadcaster, for some reason, is the guy that does the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, he'd have gotten, listen, I grew up in Long Island, Gabe, he'd have gotten crushed. You were either Islanders, Rangers, there were a couple of straggler flyer fans, which always got beat up. Uh, but if you would have come out with a Canucks jersey in any way, shape, or form, we would have just ruined you. That would have been the end of that. I don't know so. where you're going to find a Canucks jersey, especially I, in those I days. I don't even know how real... exactly. Like, <laughs> you can't walk into Models and get a Canucks jersey. No, so. and then even now you can't. <laughs> no idea how that happened. Yeah, it's just Crazy. bizarre. Because yeah, it's not it like is. the games are on TV either. No, no. Right? So, like, no, in the no. 70s, it's just a strange team to like. You know what I'm saying? Like, Harry, if you're in New York, it's a strange team to like. Yep. And, uh, you know, hey. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Very weird. Learn, learn something new. Uh, mm. Right right there about, uh, about about Kenny Albert. Yeah, this series this series isn't done yet. It's, it's going to no. be a battle. But there's just something about this Boston team, Joe, in which – 
You could say the same thing like against Carolina. There were games where Carolina was the better team. Yeah. Outshot them. They dominated them. The puck doesn't go in. They lose. Um, you know, Boston, they've been good. They've been lucky. They've been better. Like, if they just sort of have the, the look of a champion. Yeah. In which is sort of, yeah, we're lucky at times. We're also better than you. And, you know, we're more physical than you. They're pretty much a complete package. I mean, there's real no weakness in this team, man. I don't know what player it was that said it. I think it was McAvoy. He said after the game, or he said yesterday at the press or whatever, he said, well, even when we were down 2-1, he said, uh, we know that we could put our uh, we could put our foot to the throat of anybody we want at any time. Mm. And they pretty much have. Like, they have this look of calmness about them when they're down by a goal or two. It doesn't bother them. Yeah, and they they almost know. Oh, we're gonna win. Doesn't don't worry about it. We're just gonna crash. We're gonna bang. We're gonna will ourselves to victory. They don't beat themselves, which is sounds cliche, but it's almost like in life, don't beat yourself, right? I mean, yeah. the old your biggest enemies right in front of you. You're looking at them in the mirror type of deal, and they've done a really good job of this. Like Boston in the past, Joe, over the years have been sort of known. Like some very good, better Bruin teams than this have not won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> because they were sort of jarheads and stuff. Like they played the Montreal Canadiens and the Canadiens are faster than sort of like the Roadrunner. Like they're a little faster than they are. The Canadiens would mouth off and the Bruins would try to hit them. They'd take a penalty and then the Canadiens would score and laugh at them. And like the Bruins used to just sort of be dumb jock jarheads that you could, ah, you can get in their heads and you can beat these guys. They're, they don't do that now. Like, if you notice, right. you're the one that's taking the penalties on them. Like right. They're very good at, like, sort of slashing you and then getting away with it. And then you hit them and you get called. Like, they're, they're just in a freaking zone right now. Like, they're just yep. dialed in in a zone right now, this team. Yeah, they just looked so dominant that that second period into the third. But, you know, to Blues' credit, that game could have gotten out of hand rather quickly. And, again, it was still an empty netter away from being just 3-2. So, if you're the Blues, like you said, they've never quit yet since January 2nd from worst to first. So Exactly. I, you know, like, don't don't sleep on them. They're not done by any stretch of the imagination. Puka Rask has been unbelievable. Well, yeah. Throughout the playoffs, he this is the best he's ever played. He's played well before. He played well when they lost actually in the cup before. Like he's played well before, but this is like next level stuff. Except it's almost like a three point shooter being a goalie, Joe. Yeah. Like once like if they can beat him a couple of times, it can, things can change in a hurry with a goalie. Yep. Yep. Right? Like it's like a pitcher. Once you get hit a couple of times, like the confidence level it can change. It can go up for the Blues. But they're a frustrating team to play against. Plus, that power play just kills you. Ugh, special teams are killer. Ugh. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
right, let's roll. Level three continues. And, uh, if the picks, thanks to Kenny Albert uh, joining us as uh, I am in the uh, in the darkness of Gotham uh, City. Uh, Saving countdown is on game two of the Stanley Cup uh, Finals. Uh, we've got baseball, but let's get into some golf uh, right now. And as I stated earlier, Craig Martin, regular listener, uh, fired off some golf picks. I'll throw them at you right now, Cam. Get your yep. your analysis. Yes. Special uh, opinion. Sure. On on his plays, I'll share my picks. Yeah. Uh, I actually I uh, to input them uh, with you. Actually, some of these uh, these golf picks. I'm going light, but I'm playing a couple of props. All right. Uh, so uh, Craig Martin's Memorial picks. He's going with uh, Ricky Fowler at twenty to one. I know yeah. you're big on Ricky Fowler. I am. I am Marenzi. Jack, Barbara, I said it. This is the week, Ricky, for all his stuff. Like, remember the remember the week they had the most overrated poll and Ricky Fowler was on it and he won that week? It's kind of like I look at that for this tournament. He kind of comes in with mixed form, three out of four rounds, can't really get it together. But now with Jack and Barbara there for the memorial, this is a big deal to Ricky Fowler. He wants that handshake from the Golden Bear. He'll bear down this week. I love Fowler this week. Um, he's got uh, Adam Scott, uh, 33 to 1. He's in my six-pack as well, man. I think Adam Scott, T to Green, is one of the best players in the world. I know your buddy Dan Daly had him on the show. He finished T8 in that tournament, another top 10 at 50 to 1. Adam Scott has gained 17th gained uh, in strokes putting, Gabe. If that putter is good, his T to Green game is world-class. So he'll, he'll be there on Sunday. I think 33 to 1 is a good price for Adam Scott. He's in my uh, picks, too. Taking uh, Cantlay also at sixteen to one. I like Cantlay. I can't take him at sixteen to one. Would it shock me if he won this week? No, I can't bet everybody because uh, Ricky Fowler is probably my chalk at twenty, and I also took Tony Finau at twenty-two. So Cantlay didn't make it this week, but this course sets up for him very well. Well, Craig Martin wouldn't be playing. Uh, wouldn't be playing some. Uh, wouldn't be betting on golf if he didn't take Tiger Woods as well. Twelve yeah, to I, one. Take Tiger I, Woods then. Yeah, I know Craig's a big Tiger Woods fan. I can't take him at 12 to 1. Sorry, Craig. Uh, but hey, Tiger win. Yeah, there's another guy won the Masters. I just don't like the odds at 12 to 1. I think it should be closer to 16, like Cantley, 16 to 18 to 1. Uh, Peter Uline, 90 to 1. Yeah, I looked at the Uline as one of my uh, pooches. I took Rory Sabatini with the five straight top 20s at 55 to 1. I think he's 60 to 1 in some books. And, uh, my flyer, i either going to take uh, Jason Duffner or Nick Watney, Gabe. But if I'm only betting six guys right now, I can't bet everybody. I'm going to do a couple top 20 bets for ha- for quarter units and half units. But Ricky Fowler, 20 to 1. Tony Finau, 22. Adam Scott, 33. Those are those are my horses, and uh, those are the guys I'm riding this week. Uh, some top 20s that he's playing. Uh, Lucas Glover, plus 300. I like Glover. Yep. Kevin Streelman, plus 450. Very consistent Kevin Streelman from Duke. He's one of those guys you never think about. A lot of top 20 uh, finishes. Very underrated. Uh, Kokrak, plus 300 for top 20. I don't know about Kokrak. He's a great golfer. I don't know about his form, but uh, he's been close to me. He's always let me down, but I I can understand it. Kokrak's a good golfer. He is going to win one of these tournaments, but uh, I'm leaving him off my board. Uh, Harold Varner III, plus 650. Harold Varner III's an interesting one, Gabe. You're getting a little bit of value because uh, he shot an 81 in the final round of uh, 
the PGA Championship there where he was uh, paired up, final group. He just blew up. He played with Brooks Kepka, and it really kind of rattled Harold Varner, who's probably one of the nicest guys on tour. You talk to all the players, they love him. Uh, can he bounce back from that? I hope he can. Uh, I'm keeping it pretty simple, uh, Cam. Yeah. I'm going to play a small uh, play on Matt Kuchar to win at 19-1. to 1. I like Kuchar. He is dominant at this course, Gabe. Think about Kuchar is, he's. I, I would also, I don't know if you got him at uh, top six or top ten. He's one of those guys, he'll be there. I'm not sure if he's going to win, but he has a great track record here, and a lot of guys I respect really like Kuchar this week, too. Yeah, he's going to be in the mix, right? And it, in the 20-1 yeah. range, uh, I've got a him, shot. At- I don't know what his 10-1 to 1 odds are. I'm going to find that right now, but I think I would, whatever you're going to take to win, probably maybe... Uh, you know, dice up the units. Let's take a look at Matt Kuchar. I gotta uh, believe I'll just fold it. the dice all on him. It's all right. Yeah, Kuchar is plus one seventy five, top ten. I do like that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice on Kuchar to win, and I'm going to play a couple of props. I'm going to play uh, Hideki Matsuyama to be the top Asian. Yeah, I know it's, what uh, I'm playing that with you. It's That's plus one seventy five online. It was it's plus two. It was plus two ten or something over at FanDuel yesterday. Let me see. I think it might have come down. Um, but yeah, we're gonna play uh, Hideki Matsuyama as the top Asian. Let's see uh, what is love it. That? Love Urban it. Pro. And I'm gonna play uh, Ricky Fowler top ten plus one ninety five. Love that plus one ninety five. That's a great price. What is it at Mister Green? Were- and Mr. Green for top 10, he is, no, the same. Yeah, 2-1, to one, plus 200. I'm surprised. That's All weird. Right. Matt Kuchar's lower. Wow. Justin, T- here's uh, Mr. Green's top 25. The only guy you got to lay juice with is Rory McIlroy, is minus 125, but he's the tournament favorite. Tiger Woods, top 10, plus 110. Justin Rose, plus 162. Cantlay, plus 162. Cooch, plus 175. Thomas, plus 175. Fowler, Finau, Day or two to one. Yeah, I'm just going to go small on Kuchar, and like I said, so I got I, all these plays are plus money, right? Small yep. play on Kuchar, whatever, at nineteen to one. But if Hideki wins plus one seventy five, hey, cool. And Fowler top ten and plus two hundred range, pretty good as well. So I really need to hit one of these bets, and um, I won't lose money if I can hit both props. Hey, it's good if Kuchar wins, even better at nineteen to one. So those will be my golf picks. Matt Kuchar to win nineteen to one, top Asian Hideki Matsuyama plus one seventy five, and uh, Ricky Fowler top ten plus one ninety six or even better at plus two hundred. What are you playing, Cam? Yeah, well, Gabe, we're gonna go with Ricky Fowler at twenty to one. I also love your pick. I'm gonna ride you with the Hideki Matsuyama prop. I'm gonna look for it on Mr. Green as top Asian at plus two ten. Love it, Ricky Fowler top ten plus two hundred. Love it. Guys to win the tournament, part units. Ricky Fowler, 20 to 1. Tony Finau, 22 to 1. Xander Shifley, 28 to 1. Adam Scott, 33 to 1. Rory Sabatini, 55. And my six pack completes with Sam, don't call me Mr. Burns, at 150 to 1. Those are the guys I'm betting. All right, we'll let you, uh, we'll let Cam explain why he likes these uh, golfers on the other side of this great game. And occupations, right? He's great radio. Hey, 
Thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Cam, so uh, uh, you blasted uh, through your six-pack there. We were going uh, yep. into a break. Yeah. Um, so for people who want to know the six-pack, uh, lay it down. Tell them why uh, you're taking uh, these guys, and we'll get into your DFS. Yeah, I really like Ricky Fowler. Gabe, uh, he's, he's going to be the top pick, probably put the most units on him, like 30 or 40 bucks at 20 to 1 because uh, – also, a great track record at Memorial. He's not playing his best golf, but his last two starts since 2016, T2 and T8, that's very, very solid. I also mentioned, you know, the importance of the tournament with Jack and his relationship with the Nicholas family. I think Fowler's going to be Jack this week. Uh, Tony Finau, 22 to 1, uh, second last week. And I talked about it with you and Ranieri on the morning show. This guy was fantastic off the tee, but he had shots from 150 in with his wedge, and he was brutal, and he still finished second. Uh, it's something Tony Finau, if he cleans up that little, little part of his game, he's going to be there. He's there when he's got his B game, and if he's got his A game, he's going to win. He's 22-1. to 1. Also, Gabe, four for four cuts made, three top 15s and four performances at Memorial, so another horse for the course. Xander Shifley, uh, he's got top 20s in four of the last seven seconds at the Masters. This guy speaks for himself. He'll want to show up when... It's one of those things when the, the when the world class players are there, Shifley brings his A game twenty eight to one. I mentioned Adam Scott at thirty three to one. I really really like him too. Seventeenth at strokes gained putting, eighth at the PGA Championship. Also, he's a tee to green monster. What did you need at Memorial? That's he has it all. Tee game to keep it in play on the greens and his improved putting at thirty three to one makes him a contender. Rory Sabatini has topped. Uh, 20s in his last five straight events. He's knocking on the door. He's 55 to 1, guys. I like him more as a top 20, top 10 bet because he's 55 to 1. And the same with Sam Burns, but I'm going to sprinkle on him. Remember, I had Max Homa top 10 and top 20 when he won at 300 to 1, when I didn't have money on him to win at that price. So I always got to put either like five or 10 bucks down at a guy uh, if we're going to bet him top 20. But Sam Burns also um, pretty consistent, Gabe. Ninth at the RBC Heritage, 29th last week, 31st. He's sniffing around. He would have been a lot better, too, if not for a couple Sundays that didn't go his way. But at that price, I got to take him. I also like Craig Martin's pick, a Peter Uline game, but we can't bet them all. So my main picks, Ricky Fowler, Shifley, Scott. Um, those are the main guys with Fina. Sorry, Fowler, Scott, Finau, Shifley, Rory Sabatini, T20, Sam Burns, T20. That's uh, the way the six-pack goes. I also have two DFS lineups for you as well. Wow, you're not playing around. Uh, this no, week, big, uh, big uh, couple of weeks of golf. Got the Memorial uh, this week, next week, uh, Canadian Open Canadian in Open. Hamilton. Yeah, the I'm probably going to go to the Canadian another Open. Major. Are you going to go over? Go to the, yeah, it's in Hamilton. You know, I'm going to see if I can make it there. Maybe after I do my weekend show with Kurtz, I'll roll down or we'll we'll see what happens one of those days. I'd like to go down to Hamilton Golf and Country Club. It's a beautiful course. Uh, ball, ball striking will be, uh, it's an old tree line course, so 
guys who spray it there aren't going to do well. You need uh, an old school player there. So we'll cap that tournament. But I did one lineup. Tony Finau in DraftKings, as I mentioned before, the track record. I managed to put Tony Finau, Xander Shifley, Adam Scott, Rory Sabatini, Jason Duffner, and Sam Burns on one team. And Gabe, the second team I put together, I really like as well. I got Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau, Rory Sabatini, Charlie Hoffman, Duffman, Jason Duffner, and Nick Watney. No change. Those are the two solid. teams I put together on DraftKings. Solid. Solid. Uh, solid. I'm uh, all in, roster. buddy. I got to put more money in the account. I only got five bucks left now, but I'm entering a couple golf contests. Uh, let's make it work. Um, so Major League Baseball is off and running uh, today. We talked about uh, the weather in New York. It's a good thing the Mets are on the West Coast. Uh, the Yankees got the game in earlier today. Uh, they won 7 nothing. It's amazing that game went under somehow last night. Baseball is weird. Uh, and, uh, Giolito gives up three runs early in a baseball game. Yep. And they still end up winning the game. That was great. And we needed that. The Dodgers one. and the Red Sox were both up, and they both end up losing. All right? Like baseball is, uh, you know, you play 162 games. There's a lot of different scenarios that's going to happen along the way. Angels are up 5 3 right now on the A's. Texas and Seattle locked up at 7. Uh, Boston struggles uh, continue right now. They're already losing 3 1. They're in the bottom of the second inning there. Yep. Uh, we got the uh, Cardinals and Phillies. Except I don't know about the weather in Philadelphia. I got to believe it's pretty similar to what's going on here right now. But Cardinals are uh, suddenly uh, cold a little bit, Cam. They were hot uh, yeah. last month or a couple of weeks ago. Just three and seven in the last ten games. Yeah, I got I got an email. A couple of people like the Cardinals. I don't like them at all. Uh, this pitcher that he called up. We talked to Mark Lawrence about it. Usually, when you have a call up pitcher, the guy's good. Cabrera is just a he's a stopgap guy. Philadelphia and Nola are getting better. I don't want to lay 80 cents, Gabe, but I will put Philadelphia. I'm doing basically one big parlay for baseball tonight. I mixed it up last night, but I feel better about it tonight with three games to a plus 231. I like Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Just money lined to plus 231. That's the parlay I'm taking together, and I got three individual plays as well. But I believe the Dodgers bounce back with Bueller. I like Nola and Philadelphia to beat the Cardinals. And Tampa Bay, no offense to the Jays, it looks very attractive at plus 230. Snell versus Thornton, it's a mismatch. And uh, I don't care if 5,000 people show up at the Tampa Bay game, they win. They're a good baseball team, and for shame. Hey, fans, you set a record for the worst, lowest attendance yesterday, Gabe, in an MLB game, just over 5,000 people at the Rays game. This is an absolute shit show. Tell that franchise to beat it. Bring them to Montreal. I don't care what you do, but... uh, Tampa Bay is a winning team, and people don't show up. It has been proven. It is a horrible baseball market. Well, if you can't get people when you're a good team, yeah, then the writing's on the wall, right? Gabe, they That's set a record thing. yesterday. It was it was empty. 5,000 and change. That was the announced attendance. That was the announced attendance. You have a team. Meadows is on fire. Tommy Pham is on fire. You're winning games. Kevin Cash is doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. The Blue Jay fans were the ones who were there on vacation. Hey, let's go to Tampa Bay. I'll tell you, uh, for shame, Tampa Bay. Like, you know what I mean? They got a couple hardcore fans, like the old wrestler guys, nails and whatever. Other than that, it's a joke. Like, this has been going on too long. MLB, get get it together. It's an it's an eyesore watching a Tampa Bay Rays game. Um. So for yeah, for you DFS players, be careful about this Philadelphia game. It's delayed. 
They're not going to be starting at 7.05 St. Louis and Philadelphia. So even for betting purposes, it sort of becomes weird. It was Aaron Nola versus Cabrera. I'm not sure if they're going to play this game, but it is going to be delayed. Uh, Phillies are hot. They're 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10 games. Got another train wreck baseball game here tonight between the Tigers and the Orioles uh, here here this evening. Got to be a real degenerate to be betting this one. Gabe, uh, I'm playing that game today. Um, sorry, I'm, uh, I fit the bill. I really like the Orioles today because I'm a stooge. I love Means. I think he's a good pitcher, actually. And, I, uh, you know, I'm going to the Orioles. This Carpenter lose. guy seems like a ass can, though, yeah. Oh, Car- Carpenter, is, uh, he is the definition of flammable. Uh, you know, just put it there. There it goes. I'm telling you, I got to take Baltimore at 25 cents. I think it's up to 30 cents on Mr. Green. Hell, I could have got it earlier for a better price. Wow. Maybe. You know what, Gabe? If this one doesn't win, when I, after my news update tomorrow, you are allowed to mock me and insult me. But I will take the Baltimore Orioles as one of my picks tonight and do it with confidence. Uh, I'm not mocking you, but <laughs> yeah, you're betting with confidence the team that is 7-20 and 20 at home. Dude, Detroit sucks too. See their record? They're 11 and 15 on the road. They're actually better. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a problem. But anyway, don't worry about he Nathan, he means business tonight. Means. Means. No, no, no. A you're means, right. Means, means, a means to means an end. Been, he's been good. Uh, he, he has been good. Uh, Thank you. He's won his last three home starts, allowing three runs uh, and 11 hits over the last 18 innings. Very, very impressive. Uh, meanwhile, this Ryan Carpenter guy, um, he got sent down. He got lit up earlier in the year in a couple he of did. starts. He gave up eight runs in four innings. <laughs> and, uh, I like it. And then he gave up six runs in five innings in back-to-back games uh, against uh, Houston and the Angels. So they sent them to, uh, to Toledo. Yeah. But he's already back. He had a no decision. He gave up uh, two solo home runs over five innings. I can't argue with you. I can't bet it, but I just, you know, you're probably right, though. Could be a good pick here with Baltimore. <laughs> I like Baltimore a lot. Like, I'm actually looking at the board saying it's my favorite side play. Uh, I like, I, I, it'll be out of those bets, the hardest one I'm going on. I, uh, I have a lean to San Francisco with Bumgarner, but they're horrible. They're a horrible hitting team, too. And uh, Arizona might fit the bill, but they had a lead last night, and they pissed it away. Like, they're a bet. I think Arizona's an overrated baseball team. They're coming down to earth real fast, but I don't like Hoffman pitching for the Rockies. He's he's a certifiable gas can. He's not a good pitcher at all. Ray's, Ray can get it done. Minus 120 at Coors, but I like Baltimore more. Uh, Gabe, can you send me that email again? I didn't see him. I'm in my email. I didn't seem to get it. So you want to fire, hit the send button again? I might live to regret this, but I'm going to add the Orioles to the rotation. Yes, yes. And if they win, we can celebrate. Together tomorrow. Well, we'll see this Carpenter Carpenter guy is pretty much a gas can. Oh, he is. He is. When you're you're laying 25 cents with the Orioles, you're like, are you on drugs? And I'm like, well, you know, this Carpenter guy, uh, yeah, he's the type of Carpenter to go to your house and he's banging on. Oh, God, what did I do? I put the hammer through the wall. Okay, don't worry. Put up some stucco. He's no Carpenter. And Beans Beans has been really good. I'm on the Baltimore. I... Say it one more time, buddy. Baltimore, Baltimore. More. Well, like beep, I beep, said, got to be degenerate to bet on the Orioles tonight, and here well, we are. That's yeah, You bet in the late night hours, and you're betting in the earlier hours with me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fast forward to, yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, Interesting. So, yeah, we got um, 
Uh, we got Detroit and Baltimore. We went over the numbers there. San Francisco and Miami. Listen, man, the Miami Marlins have been playing better baseball as of late. They're still 18-30. They're still terrible, but they're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. San Francisco have been fading. They're, they're not a very good team, but Madison Bumgarner's going to get traded. He's been pitching well as of late. He's starting to get into form a little bit. He's definitely going to get traded to a contender sooner rather than later. Um, you know, you're getting them in a pretty – it's a good price here with Bumgarner. Are Miami really going to uh, go back-to-back? I see that Miami are 1-4 the last uh, five times. They've scored eight or run, four runs in the previous game. I'm going to ride the numbers with Bumgarner here. Yeah, I was looking at them too, buddy, and uh, I, 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 I think they should be able to get it done. It's just one of those things I worry about. Kind of like Baltimore, you know. I like this game tonight, but you also worry about San Francisco's offense and bats. Betting on a bad team. You, yeah, you're betting on two bad teams, but I think both bad teams. Hey, Gabe, you know baseball. You talk about bad teams won last night, right? We we were on we were on our good teams with the parlays. It didn't work, you know. Um, when you look at uh, we talk about Bumgarner's numbers. Here's uh, Bumgarner. Um. 20 and 4 in the month of May. 20 and 4 in the month of May, including 8 and 0 on the road. Uh, if you look at his recent form here right now, uh, Bumgarner's unbeaten in five outings this month, four quality starts. He held the Braves to two runs over six innings for a no decision. He's completed at least six innings in 10 of his last 11 starts. He struck out 70 batters across 68 uh, innings. Uh, you know, he was struggling earlier, he was injured. The team was struggling as a whole, but Bumgarner is starting to become that Bumgarner. He's starting to round in the form. I think he's trying to play himself out of there, essentially. Right? Probably. The better he pitches, the better team he ends up on after, right? Very true. Very true. Like a contender, yeah. like Boston or the Yankees or something. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know why I'm not receiving your emails. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm just looking. I'm just, none of them are getting there. So, maybe you want to text me. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. My Gmail... Now the Skype, it looks like we're under like video attack, like we're in on the on the space moon there, moon landing. Like, yeah, it's one you. of those. Like, uh, yeah. hey, oh, there it comes. It came through now. I found it. Okay, thank you. It just very, got uh, it. It's really slow, really slow. It was strange earlier today when we started the show. I was. I know you weren't here. on. Yeah. I was. I was sitting here, but I was like an invisible ghost. I was an invisible man. Like I wasn't on camera, even though I was sitting in front of the camera. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, very weird. Except I was on, then I was off. Um, they called me at like 3.50 on Skype, and I actually answered, and I got knocked off for some reason. Skype is normally pretty good. I mean, look, I we do a lot of shows, right? Like, we, you know, you look at things when things don't go right, but I remember Malinsky said, well, think of all the times they do. But I don't know if it's the weather. I mean, to be real, there's tornadoes everywhere, man, and it's raining everywhere. Just True. one of those weird days today. Like I said, the bus to the sports book. Um, I didn't even bet. I went to the book today to meet uh, Cardano yep. and uh, to, to go over the studio there and stuff, to, to go over some stuff as um, everything is, um, you know, the wheels are in motion. Um, nice, nice. But, man, normally, like I said, the bus leaves like military time, man. Boom, boom, 1240, 1240. Today, it didn't get there to like 105 or something. Then it took us forever to get there. There was traffic. They, the driver had to take an alternative route. Just one of those days, man. Day late, dollar short, you know? 
I'm with you. No, and I, it's funny. I got fleeced with this new uh, campaign from the cable company, and now I got the highest speed internet ever for any show, and it's worse than it's ever been. So, you know, I, I, I have no idea. Obviously, I'm getting fleeced. It's a great sales team they got over there. I tell them I need good internet for the shows, and then my, my Skype kicks off yesterday. You know what, Gabe? I don't know what to believe anymore. I think it's all a lie. Ricky Fowler, 20 to 1. Tony Finau, 22. Shafley, 28. Adam Scott, 33. Rory Sabatini, 55. And if you like Sam Burns, top 20 or 25. And Gabe, I'm riding Hideki with you. Top Asian, plus 210. Love that bet. Ricky Fowler, top 10, plus 175. We're both on it. And we're crazy, but I think we're both taking the Giants and Orioles tonight. I also like a parlay. Uh, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and Philly. You tell me the Philly game's in question. It's plus 231. We'll just knock it down to a raise. Dodger parlay. What do you got for me, Morense? Well, I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to take the St. Louis Blues at plus 140. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm going to take the San Francisco Giants minus 110. Baltimore Orioles minus 135. Doesn't feel good, but hey. Houston Astros. I know it's a weird card I have. Houston Astros yeah. minus 102. Looks like uh, yeah, an old cam card. Golf. Golf. <laughs> Matt Kuchar to win. 19 to 1. Top Asian Hideki Matsuyama in the plus 200 range. And Ricky Fowler, top 10, plus 200. A lot of plus nice. money picks uh, here. Plus money on the booth, plus money on all the golf. Small favorite. Uh, baseball. Let's get it done. Tomorrow we'll jump in uh, fully on the NBA 5 Prop and picks. Thanks, guys. Made a winner for yours.